with the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota Black State. stretch run to Mostert, gets the edge left, cuts back inside. Raheem Mostert has four rushing touchdowns and the most yards rushing in a playoff game in 49er history. Oh, by the way, touchdown, San Francisco! Feels great, baby! You're now listening to the 4th and Gold Podcast with Javi and Fern. Try to do what's right and not be affected by any of that. And it's just been interesting to watch and sure glad that it's over. I'm glad that we got our guy. I'm glad we feel so good about it. And um All right, welcome to the Fourth and Gold Podcast. We are back. It's been a while. It's been a while, Fernando. It's been a while. The uh, NFC Championship game loss was painful. Uh this is episode one ninety nine, by the way. I said we get to two hundred. This is one ninety nine, episode hundred and ninety nine. So it's been a really good run. I was going to, you know, we talked. I was going to shut this thing down, but I think we'll probably run it back one more time. Uh, uh, Trey Lance era has begun. Frequency's around the corner. Jimmy Garoppolo news should hopefully be traded by tomorrow, Sunday, maybe. I mean, it's got to happen sooner or later. How are you? Brother, I miss you, man. Good, 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 good. It's been busy, busy coaching. Traveling with the family, I definitely used uh, this time away to just uh, kind of settle in, work and family, and that's what it's been. But uh, as things started popping off, I know you were at uh, the Senior Bowl, mm-hmm. and you were you've been doing your thing a little bit uh, with some of the the just upcoming draft class, some interviews. So I love watching what you've been doing, but I was really happy that we're here back at it, having a conversation, my friend. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. So I'm still working on getting more, uh, these prospects on I've been talking to the guys at Steinberg sports, trying to get Nick cross and a couple other guys to, uh, Khalil Shakir, who had a really good combine. Nick cross had a really good combine getting those guys on. But this thing, I don't, I don't know if you saw this, but the senior bowl thing was pretty sweet this year. They actually gave us like a nice credential. Look Last year, this plastic, this, just, Green is thing it, was is really that weird. That M? Is that that? Yeah, M? I don't know what it was. Yeah, from Mobile. Um, yes, Fern, we need to talk about the biggest news, and it wasn't even Niner related. It's not Niner related. So, real quick. So, so not Nate Sutton. Feels great, baby. Feels great, baby. Russell Wilson is fucking gone. Russell is gone. Gosh, Mr. Unlimited and the mile high. He's in the mile high. He can take his 17 and four ass to Denver. Yes. God. That was wild. It is wild to me that the Seattle Seahawks organization, the front office, I don't know how that relationship, how sour it was towards the end of all this, but you would think, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers can stay in green Bay, considering how awful that seemed, you would have thought if they just chose Russell, he'd still be there. So there, there's there's some disconnects, something's going on, um, but it's wild. And I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not mad about it. I mean, okay. I mean, if it's not about waiting him out, I'm just get like I'm cool. I'm cool with it. If he just wants to, you know, 
get out of the NFC West and let's let's get it popping now. Russell Wilson to me, look, I respect the hell out of Russell. I think Russell's one of yeah. the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I think Incredible. he deserves all the praise and all the credit. But he, he like Brett Favre, tormented the Niners. Bro, seventeen and four. Bad. It's bad. I'm glad he's gone. So it's like <laughs> it's like every decade there's a quarterback this, that just fucking owns the Niners, right? It was it was far for a little while, and then you had the, the you know the Cowboy fucking rivalry back and forth all the damn time, mm-hmm. and then Russell and the Legion of Boom, and then the Kaepernick rivalry, the Harbaugh versus Pete Carroll thing, and then. We get fucking Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly, and then we're getting our ass kicked for two straight years, and then God comes in. We finally break the uh, the losing streak, right? We break the losing streak literally the day before my Aunt Julian was born. Yeah. So Julian was born on the seventeenth. Uh, the Niners won the game on the sixteenth, so that was a plus. Um, but it, it just, I'm glad he's gone. Is he a Seattle Seahawk? Great. Absolutely. Seattle happens to do this thing with their players. Like you traded Ken Griffey. Now you traded Russell Wilson. You move the Sonics out of Seattle. Uh, it was a very, very good week. If nothing else happens for the Niners this week, that's a win for the Niners right there. Absolutely. Now, bro. You got West. Russell and Wagner. Yeah. Like, NFC West. The NFC West should run through. And I hate to say it, but LA and the Niners, like those should be the top two teams for the next four or five seasons because last time I checked this draft class doesn't really have any franchise changing quarterbacks right now. Can Seattle go ahead and get Watson? I don't know. I think people need to really realize that uh, the owner of the Seahawks now is a woman, right? And she's pretty progressive. So she may not be interested in going after Deshaun Watson. So there's a, there's another element there to that conversation that hasn't been had that I haven't seen talked about enough. So, um, and you mentioned it. Bobby Wagner's gone. Bobby Wagner should be a 49er by fucking Wednesday. Like, that needs to happen. Oof. Like, by any means. Listen, and there's no disrespect to Dre Greenlaw or Aziz Asher here, but if you have a chance to add a Hall of Fame talent, you add a Hall of Fame talent. Yeah, and this is not a guy that is, uh, like, a step away from retirement. I mean, he's got another good two, two three years left in him. And that's, all you, need. that's, all, and you that's need. all you need him for in terms of a cap situation. It's a manageable situation depending on the numbers he's looking for. But you would imagine that he's at a a situation where he's looking for a contender. He's looking, it's not about the money with Bobby Wagner. You would think at least that's where it's at. So if there's a way to financially make that happen, to put him alongside of a Fred Warner, my Lord, that would be an incredible thing to watch uh, for, for next season coming up. But Look, I mean, I tip my hat to Russell Wilson. Like you said, he's an incredible player and has been a guy that we have said for a few years now, like everything, all the Seattle Seahawks moves were leading up to at some point this falling yeah. apart. Finally, and here we go. It finally fell apart because oh, Russell, <laughs> Russell was single-handedly keeping this thing together, keeping the ship moving forward. Yeah. And finally the organization had to give in and figure hey, it's it's time to time to blow it up and uh, let's, let's get some money. Let's get some picks and figure shit out. So, you know what? 
I hope that takes them a long ass time to figure shit out and, and let's go enjoy ourselves and let's get Trey Lance out there. Let's sign Bobby Wagner. Let's make shit happen and, and go on a run for the next few years. Yeah. So free agency is around the corner. Bobby Wagner was released early. So he's a, uh, a veteran of 10 years. So he can sign with anybody right now if he wanted to. He's going to have plenty of offers. And, you know, one team that kind of makes a lot of sense outside of the Niners is Dallas because they're going to look for They need a linebacker. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd be smart. We'll see how that goes. But the Niners definitely have to have that conversation with Bobby, like the way they had the conversation with Richard. You know, there's something, there's a great value in a guy like Wagner who has Super Bowl title, who has playoff experience, who can help these younger guys that are going to be coming in for the Niners, right? The Niners are planning on adding a safety with us through free agency of the draft. What better way to have another voice in the locker room or on the field, a guy like Bobby Wagner, make sure this safety is yeah. in the right spot, right? Yeah. His card is not going to be here. Um, and then just have him next to Fred. Like just the Fred Bobby idea is Bo and Pat esque, right? Oh. For those of you guys who didn't really watch Bo and Pat, Bo and Pat used to replace each other, right? There was no telling them apart. Yeah. One was a will linebacker. One was a Mike linebacker, but at times, they would just switch each other's roles because they understood so much about each other's job to where yeah. it made it where they could freelance a lot. Vic Fangio talked about it. Those guys were just, okay, this is, this, this is the, uh, this is the assignment guys go ahead and figure it out. You know, yeah. I trust y'all right with D'Amico Ryan's is a linebacker at heart. He's a linebacker at first. Mm-hmm. So he would be looking at those two, like, damn bro, I don't, my job's easy right now. I don't got to do shit. Like these guys are, oh coaches on the field, right. That's what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, that would be a, for a, a defensive coordinator, and that would be a dream come true to have two guys that have the the football IQ like a Fred Warner. And Fred can learn a lot from Bobby. So it, it's not like Fred, you know, you, you never are done learning no matter how good you are. And Fred can uh, Fred could learn so much from a guy like Bobby Wagner, who consistently has performed at such a high level for such a long time period of time that would be great i saw something in the the chats here i believe it's 49ers throwback talking about chandler and i believe me buddy that that's my that's a reach for me that's a kind of a reach pick i would love i'd love love to have that opposite of bosa and i think it's something that we still need to figure out and address and see what our options are uh, at that position but man i mean it's it's exciting right now the nfl all these moves going on i mean khalil mack as a charger with Bosa. I mean, that was wild today. I mean, that was like, I was like, damn, like, it was funny. Uh, so remember, remember we were in Chicago with AC and I, I remember we were telling him like, yo, they're going to trade Mac. We kept telling him, he called me right away. He's like, you were fucking right. Yeah. But yeah, like there's going to be a lot more moves happening in the next 48 hours. Right. This is, the NFL is king, right? Major League Baseball is back. Okay, cool. Enjoy your hour of news. Khalil Mack traded. Wow. Way more powerful than baseball being back. So, um, you know, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, so Tell we, me quick we, what you're talking guys, about. The guys in the chat are oh, back. So we've been yeah. gone for about a month and everyone, as usual, is back. So I appreciate y'all for tuning back in. We appreciate y'all. Yes. Um, so Russell's gone. Bobby's out. I want Bobby in San Francisco. Do whatever you can to do that. Um, some of the questions here, Zach Greer, it was in the comments. Um, 
Where is it? Here? He said, thoughts on bringing, going after JC Jackson. I am, I think I've gone so, I feel like I think like John Lynch, I'm aggressively <laughs> prudent I to where it. I'd rather go spend on two guys rather than one guy. Right. Um, like let's go get a Casey Hayward and DJ Reed. Like I'd rather have those two than just JC Jackson. Right. And then draft another guy. Cause at, at some point you're going to have to, um, develop your, 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 your young guys. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Yeah. You know, it, JC Jackson would be really nice. I think he's got like 25 and what is it? 25 interceptions up to this point in his career. That's I mean, it, it would be, it would be awesome. It would be awesome. But I agree in terms of the financial situation and where we're at and guys that need to be signed and Jimmy's money, this, you know, that hopefully comes off the books does it make sense to get a, you know, a player? What do you, you know, what are we going to do? Or like you said, you know, do we get a couple guys, maybe not at that caliber, but you know, we can fill out, have some depth and, and see what happens. DJ reads an interesting situation. Uh, I, I think that's intriguing um, considering, you know, what he was able to do in Seattle, unfortunately. Right. We, I mean, even when he played well, we were like, man, like it's like, he's got to do that in the Seattle Seahawks Jersey. But I mean, JC Jackson would be, it would be nice. And you're right. I mean, to be clear, I'm not opposed. Like I'm not opposed. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it makes sense and we're able to do it great, but to me, like, the guys like the Chandler Jones and a, a JC Jack, I mean, these are kind of like reach pick. Like, I don't, I don't know how, I, I mean, absolutely. I'm sure the organization is going to make a call, see what it would take. What, what, what are the numbers looking like, but it makes it tough considering some of these contracts we've got moving forward and how do you spread out the money enough so that you can get everybody. But it is a position like you and I both know we need to figure that out. Yeah. And at his age, I think he's 26 years old. I mean, it's where it, it would it's, be. It smart. wouldn't be a bad reach to go out there and make something like that happen for the next three, four years. It wouldn't be a bad idea. So, and I think someone else asked me what I was drinking tonight. Modelo. What about you? I have a sore throat, so I'm going back between Modelo and uh, Canada Dry. So, hey, all right, cheers. Um, but I, I brought up the question on Twitter the other day. Yeah, how many? <clears throat> how many large contracts can the Niners afford? Right. And you go back and you look at these elite teams, right. And it's the numbers between five and seven, the Niners are about to reach that threshold of seven. Yeah. You got to pay both. So you got to pay Debo, right. If you go pay JC Jackson, one of those two guys is not getting paid. And it's an easy answer is Debo. And I mean that sincerely, like it's not that easy, but if you're going to go pay, if you're going to go pay JC Jackson, then Debo is probably not going to get his money. Because you're going to keep the pass rush over the wide receiver. Yeah. Right. Because you can find a wide receiver, especially for those. Those have to be your big contracts. I mean, those, yeah. your offensive linemen, your defensive linemen, some linebackers, um, you know, these defensive, these defensive players, like a guy like Nick Bosa. I mean, these, those are the guys that get paid. And those are the guys that you want to pay the big money, not the wide receivers. And that's no offense to a special talent like a Debo, because as you saw this past year, I mean, he literally put that offense on his back and did everything you could ask a human being to do. So he deserves all the money in the world. Every penny he's going to make, he deserves it. But in terms of 
if you had to decide, I mean, it, it would, it would be a Bosa. And I mean, those are the guys that, that you would want to pay those, the big bucks to not the running backs, not the wide receivers. It's those kind of players. So um, Matt Mayoko was actually going through like the roster um, on his podcast recently today. I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but um, the question was, how can the Rams do all these things? And the Niners don't basically what he was saying is the Rams kind of got rid of their middle class on the roster, right? Guys who make anywhere between six to $8 million. Like those guys don't currently exist on that roster mm. because they have seven or eight guys who are making $15 million or more. Yeah. I'm sorry. $8 million or more. And seven of those eight make 15 million more. So the Niners have gone a different philosophy. They have like four or five guys who are making eight million or higher, right? And then you have your mid, they have their middle class of players, and they have their depth guys who, you know, by all means are very much needed for this team, right? So like they just have different philosophies. So that's why I'm kind of like thinking the way John Lynch might think about this, right? Yeah, it'd be it would be awesome to get J.C. Jackson. It'd be great to go get a Chandler Jones, right? But you know the Niners were successful this past year with guys like Charles Amenahu. Arden Key, yeah, like Samson and Bukum. They did this by committee on their pass rush, right? And the secondary, of course, you're going to want to improve that, right? So you draft uh, Amory Thomas, who I don't know where I'm at with him yet. Mm-hmm. Diamond Lenore, we don't know what he is, right? So that's why you might want to go get a veteran guy who can play across from Mosley if you need it, like a Casey Hayward, who is a seasoned veteran. Yeah. He's an upgrade from what you currently have. And then we all know about DJ Reed. He was previously drafted by the Niners. He had a really nice run in Seattle. He's a free agent now. Would he want to come back to San Francisco? Maybe, probably, right? And then you have your nickel corner because who knows what's going to happen with K1 because he's probably out the door too. You get younger, you get relatively cheaper, and you piece this thing together because ultimately, I think we all know the recipe for success for the 49ers on defense. It's their front four. Yep. If they're getting pressure in under three seconds, your secondary is going to be able to cover for under three seconds or four seconds and maintain their coverages the way they need to. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the recipe for how they want to do things. So to get into it, cause we, we kind of jumped around right away, but it's all good. Um, free <laughs> People are excited. These chats are, this is incredible. <clears throat> yeah. You guys are killing in the chat. We appreciate you. Free agency hopes. Right. So like this goes to where I was saying about being aggressively prudent, right? A guy that came to mind today while I was walk, going through this stuff while we were prepping for the show Tim Settle Jr. of Washington, former fourth round pick or fifth round pick out of Washington. He doesn't get enough play time because he's sitting behind Ron Payne and Jared and uh, Jonathan Allen and those guys. But if if DJ Jones isn't here and you bring back Arden Key, and you bring in Tim Settle, there's your rotation. He might go from his 15% of the snaps to 25, 30% of the snaps, but he's going to come relatively cheap. Yeah. Right. And then the other guy from the Chargers. Uh, and Wosu, Wosu, I think his name is, is how you pronounce it. Um, Uchenna Nawasu of the Chargers, formerly of USC. <laughs> Another guy who would come relatively cheap. He's a sec, you know, he'd be your second tier pass rusher, right? The you know, Niners like to be, you know, multiple in their fronts. Those guys are cheaper options and you might get better production because they're going to get more snaps here. Yeah. Than they got in LA, when they got in, in Washington, because the Niners are going to always have a rotation of, of eight or nine guys. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think it's super important from a free agency standpoint that there are certain positions that we need to really look at and try and solidify. And, and whether that be, you know, through 
free agency, we, we look at corners or wide receivers, a middle linebacker, um, even potentially some potential edge rushers. But I, I, as much as I would love to have the, the big name and just kind of that, you know, I think, I think sometimes fans really want the big name, the we're all in type of move. And I don't think, I think the, the 49ers organization has been very, very, very good at as much as we have wanted them to go all in on certain players in the past, you know, they have their vision and they have their strategy and they stick to it. And they, it's like, they, they've got this budget. They're really good with their budget. I mean, they, they, they're pretty much set on, Hey, here's the numbers. Here's what we offer. If it's not what you want, sorry, you know, we're going to inquire, we're going to inquire, we're going to throw things out there. And and so I don't think they're going to get crazy going after big names, but I do, you know, I, like I said earlier, my reach would be a Chandler Jones or a Bobby Wagner and one of the two, like if I could get one of those two guys, I would be thrilled defensively by adding either of those. I think they've got to look deep in terms of what we can do to help out Bosa. And we've, we've got to find additional ways. And I, I think D'Amico did a good job scheming things up and, and Bosa, you know, will always be Bosa. He wrecks havoc. He is relentless, but we've seen what it looks like if there's a guy on the other side, that's consistently bringing some pressure. And even though it was for a short period of time um, with Ford, we've seen what that could look like if we can find somebody that we can consistently be, that, that can consistently be out there. So, you know, th- those are my, my hopefuls, but, you know, you can go down a list of cornerbacks and I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at cornerbacks and I'm looking at that. And uh, who was your cornerback, Javi? I don't want to reiterate or, or say again what, what you said already. JC Hayward or, and DJ Reed, like those two guys, you know, combined might cost you $8 million. Yeah, two. and see, and and that and that's that's where financially being financially prudent. I mean, that makes sense because you mentioned it. The pressure that we need to bring, that we've been able to bring. I mean, look, we were minutes away from making another Super Bowl appearance. This team was minutes away, right? Maybe eight to ten minutes away from from getting to the Super Bowl, and they were able to do that with limitations at the quarterback position with we were rough in the secondary or cornerback play, I should say was rough. Thank goodness. We had guys like Jimmy Ward and Tart. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I mean, I think Tart's going to be, I, I don't know, you know, do you think he's, there's a chance that he's back? Tart's gone. Tart's gone. Yeah. So, and, and, and so these are things that they'll have to look at, uh, you know, in within I'm the like, draft as well, but it's tough. We were in mobile. I'm like 90% sure Tart is gone. And I feel very confident saying that there was yeah. a phone call. I'll just leave it at that. Um, and that's tough, man. That's tough is. to do. I, I love, I love Tart. Uh, D, I think Tart's gone. DJ Jones is gone, and Lakin will be back. I think those are that's how it's going to work out. Yeah. Um, you know, that's so. So here, look, that's what I've been looking at. I've been looking at corners right now, um, in, in free agency to see what makes the most sense. And there are some, like you mentioned, I mean, there are guys out there that are definitely an upgrade to what we had. Guys that can do their job. And if we can get just one corner that can 
can hold his own, right? Kind of be on a little bit of an island on himself between our linebackers and the way this is schemed, we're, we'll be fine. And I, I don't know if that's if that guy is for sure is out there. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of decent cornerbacks out there, but some are advanced in age and some have been relatively inconsistent. But you know, I, I don't know what you think about Bryce Callahan. I like Bryce. I, like, I, 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 that, that's a guy that I, I like. He, I know he's 30, but, you know, that's a guy I was looking at. Um, you know, th- those are the kind of players, that, and I'm with you on that point. It's, it's how much are you willing to spend in free agency to really solidify these things? And I think the Niners are going to go for more of the two-for-one value kind of kind of picks. So I want to answer a couple of these here real quick from Niner Sickness Podcast. Um he said we should have gotten Hassan Reddick over Samson last year. Reddick is available again. We really should consider him. This goes back to the pricing thing, right? The Niners are f- currently about $4 million over the cap. If we want to add the $2 million for Sudfeld, they're about $6 million over the cap. So this is where Jimmy Garoppolo trade needs to happen, right? So that gives you about $20 million in cap space. Hassan Reddick is not coming at that price point. And this is why I uh, I keep saying, it's going to be, you know, aggressively prudent. They're going to go find guys who, who are going to be in that middle class to lower middle class of salaries that'll fill out this roster. Cause you already have your, your high end talent. They're getting paid. So you're going to go get guys. You, you might look at like guys that I mentioned, guys that you mentioned, those are things there. I know we all want the big name, but the Niners have found success with going small and prudent. Right. And then hitting on their draft picks. We give Kyle, Kyle and John a lot of shit for their draft picks, but the ones that they have hit on are vital, vital players for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I would all, I'd be all in for Tyron Matthew as well to replace Tart, but he's also going to be pretty expensive. That's why I believe they're going to get a safety in the draft. I said it all season long on the show. Yeah. They're going to draft a safety. They're going to draft a safety. They're going to draft a safety. That's what they're going to have to do. So I'm all in there for that. Thanks for the questions, uh, Niner Sickness. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think Jamal's hitting it on the head here. These are guys who are DJ Reed, Rasul Douglas, Desmond King, Hayward, Mike Hughes. The Niners should take a hard look at all those guys because they're all really good scheme fits. Yep. Um, relatively, most of them are relatively healthy. Um, and they're going to be affordable. That's the thing. You yeah. want guys are going to take two, three million dollar deals, right? And you can spread it out over three years, whatever you need to do. Um, you do that. Now, if you want to make a splash, you go get Bobby Wagner. Like that's the one. Yeah. Right. Or you go get a wide receiver. Maybe Allen Robinson wants to come. Maybe you find, you know, somebody's maybe Amari Cooper gets cut and you want to, you know what? Let's splurge. There's your splurge, right? Yeah. Like that kind of shit. Um, but in, in all the money, it just, until this Jimmy trade gets done, which we'll get to in a second, the Niners are sitting over the cap by $6 million. So yep. we should hopefully see the last thing that I had heard. And I, I don't mind saying this on the show. Jimmy Ward is supposed to have a two year extension coming up and Armstead is supposed to restructure. Those are the last two things that I had heard. Oh, right? so restructure those, those, those two things are true. The Niners creates themselves, create themselves some cap space. Yep. The expectation is that D Ford should be cut post June creates a little bit more cap space. Um, but all in all, the Niners are probably going to be working with, maybe $30 million in cap space for this year. That's probably, that's going to go to Debo. It's going to go to Bosa. And then they're going to be very aggressively prudent with the other stuff. 
and that, that's and that's what they need to do. And you know, I know some things in the comments, you know, going back and forth regarding Bosa's injury history versus Debo's injury history. And I think at the end of the day, as much as a guy like Debo is a one of one type of wide receiver who's who was able to run the ball and do all the dirty work, and he's still from a, from a receiver standpoint. There's so much that he can do as just a pure receiver as well that we didn't get to see as much as maybe we would have liked to based on what we needed to do to uh, to get back on track this past season and what was working for us. But it's just a position thing. It's it's a wide receiver versus an edge rusher. Like I mean, it's just one of the, the when I talk about spending the money and it going to Bosa. Obviously, the injury. The injuries, uh, you know, absolutely. That's that's something that you have to think about when you're spending big money. And you know, how long does a player have if he plays at this level? And we know that Bosa is absolutely relentless, and he is a guy that I think will miss a few games every single season. Like, need to, his motor is just crazy, and it's just a guy like how long can he play at that kind of level before he's you know running the ground, so to speak. And I think the best way to help them is is by having the depth and the players so that, you know what, even if he's not on the field for a little bit, even a series or two, or if he needs to take a game or two to, to get, get himself back on track physically, then that that is what it needs to be. And if we can add some pieces, another edge rusher, I mean, this is where you want to spend the money, I think, a lot more than a wide receiver, as versatile as Debo is. And it was never yeah. to be misconstrued as – valuing Bosa more than Debo. I, I know what Debo has did for this team offensively. It's just if you are cutting the checks, what positions do you want to spend the big dollars on and what position do you want yeah. to to hold out? And that, that's really my, my take on that. I think everyone I think everyone understands that in this league you pay the quarterback, you pay the guy that protects the quarterback and you pay the guy who hits the quarterback. Right. And that's that order, right? Um now the, the question came up here. Um where to go? JK in the comments. Is there a free inch whiteout you'd like the Niners to look at? Maybe just for one year deal. Yeah, I have two actually. Isaiah McKenzie out of Buffalo and James Washington from Pittsburgh. Those two guys are free agents. Both pose a deep threat ability. Both could give you positional versatility. Both can be specialists for you. And those guys would come again, relatively cheap under $4 million each, most likely. And those are the guys you're going to have to need to fill out this roster. If you're going to pay Debo, Ayuk's going to be coming up soon. What do you do with him? You got Jawan Jennings back today on his exclusive rights num- uh, number. So, you know, he's making 900000 So those are that's how you have to fill out this roster. And those yeah. are two guys that I would like to bring in here. Now, of course, I would love to have an Amari Cooper. I would love to have a DJ Chark. Um, fucking Chris, Christian Kirk. But those those guys just don't seem realistic right now unless they're going to Take less. Now, Will Fuller is a name keeps coming up in here. Yeah, is he healthy? That's the problem. Yeah, that's always been his problem. And the Niners, as much as, as 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 Niner fans, as much as if Twitter is like the small portion of Niner fans, no one <laughs> no one's gonna want another injured guy because everyone's gonna be bitching about it. Yeah. Right? Will Fuller had it like a thumb issue all season. He just didn't play. Right. So yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know what you think about a guy like, and maybe this is just a little too much, but Juju, 
No, no, I was saying like a like a Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Or you know, like I, I'd be interested in a guy like a like a Sammy Watkins or anyone on there. Because the thing is, is you've got Debo and Brandon, and you 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 gotta be careful what kind of wide receiver you you add to this roster. Like what is this wide receiver expecting? Right? Like a like a an Amari Cooper. You know, he's he's expecting to be wide receiver one. Then you start sliding everybody over. And then you've got Debo and Brandon, you've got these three wide receivers. So you got to make sure it's the right fit in terms of personnel and rotating people in and out. But I mean, yeah, an Amari Cooper would be awesome, but financially that doesn't make yeah, sense make whatsoever, sense, yeah. whatsoever. But I, I keep looking at a guy like a Sammy Watkins or some, something like that. Even uh, has anything happened with uh, Richard, Richard Higgins? Uh, Cleveland no. Browns, right? I think he's a. I he thought did, I saw I think that. He did a two-year deal. With them, okay. So there. So I yeah, like I don't know what what kind of value he's expected, but you know those are like two guys that I I saw I had saw their names in the past and two guys that I was like I wouldn't mind having those guys on the roster. So I'll get to them some of these questions here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lalo's got two of them, so I'm gonna go with the first one. Yeah. What do you guys think of Grant's trade trade Kittle idea? I am not opposed to it. That does not mean I want Kittle traded. Yeah. Um, but at some point, you're going to have to get younger at the position. Right now, hopefully, Kittle and Lance can build a really nice rapport and Kittle's not getting his knees blown up and getting hurt because of high passes and all this other stuff. Um, it's not, you know, the problem with some of the stuff on social media is people don't want to listen. Like they just read the tweet and they, re- you know, read the headline, read the actual content. There's a lot of parts of that. Like Kittle could be traded next off season, right? Mm-hmm. The contract kind of sets up that way to where 2023 could be the last year that he's here. That doesn't mean he's going to be, doesn't mean he's going to be traded. No, doesn't mean anything, but the Niners give themselves this flexibility to do so. And I think <clears throat> I've said it a whole bunch. Like if we've learned anything from Kyle and John, they are not tied to any player. No, nope. they're not tied to anyone on this team. They will do what they have to do to save money, get better, add picks, do what they have to do to, to make this, this thing work. So um, do I think Kittle gets traded? Absolutely not. I don't, I don't believe it for a second, but I would not be surprised next year if something's floated that, Hey, this and this happened here, this happened there. You know, people think Grant is a clickbaity guy. He's really not. He, he says stuff for a reason. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do the homework. Look at the contract. There's an out at at the end of 2023 season. It's possible. There's a reason it's there, and and financially, as as we start extending certain players, right, and as as, as they start to divvy up this money and they continue to work through it, they're they're going to take a hard look at it. And everyone talks about that. You know, if you're going to move on a guy, get you know, move on him a year before, right? A year before, maybe you'd want to move on him, get the highest value you could for for this player and we know what George Kittle means to the 49ers organization. But like you said, there, there's an out at a certain point and they're going to look at the money and they're going to look at what they need to do and who they need to sign or what they need to get and how can they get younger and better at certain positions. And if I'm not mistaken, just a, a few years ago was not Kittle's name brought up in possible trade scenarios. Anyway. 
Yeah, right before the extension, and no one wants to yeah. believe it. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's the case, then why wouldn't they take a look at other options to get cheaper, younger, and and potentially again, not everyone. There's not many tight ends that can do what George Kittle does, both from a blocking and what he does out as a receiver. But you know, you could you can get some pretty solid tight ends that can go out there and run some routes and catch some balls. But what George does, his personality, what he does, this physicality, yeah. it's a special talent that he is. But don't get it twisted. I mean, this is the business side. This is not Madden and this is not, you know, you can clear cap space and like this is this is <laughs> real life, right? This is real life, yeah. and they're gonna look at every option. And unfortunately, that's gonna mean making tough decisions like a fan favorite, potentially moving on a fan favorite. And yeah. I, it, They'll do it if they need to. Yeah. Um, Gustavo in the comment, training Kittle without seeing him play with Trey makes no sense. I agree. We oh, agree. yeah, yeah. Not this year. What I'm saying to you is it won't happen this year, but the potential for it to happen is after next season because that's how the contract is structured. After the 2022 season, there are outs built into that contract. They traded him during, I think it's post-June 1. The dead cap is much smaller. So, yes, it's possible. If we haven't learned anything about this team in this front office, they do not care. Jimmy Garoppolo literally was in a Super Bowl and they wanted to get, they were interested in Brady, like literally after he lost the Super Bowl. So that just tells you how they operate. I think that's something that it gets lost in the conversation about this 49ers front office. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So Leo's back. Leo's in the chat. What's up, Leo? Um, Leo. And yes, 49ers Goldmine website is back up. Uh, feel free to check out some of the stuff Leo's writing and some of the guys will be back writing how to get that set up here. There was a question here. Um, any late round sleepers for wide receiver for the 49ers? I haven't dug in too many of them, but the one I do really like is Khalil Shakir out of Boise State. Um, I do like the kid out of Texas Tech, Izu Kanma. Um, those are two guys that would fit. So. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. From a wide receiver standpoint, I have I have not dug deep into the wide receiver class of this draft class, so I, I I'm going to take your word for it. And from a from a late round possible fit for for the the 49ers, I, I've got to I've got to do some research. I've got a lot of film I, I need to watch. I've been a little focused on some other stuff recently, but I promise uh, I will be digging in quite a bit. I already warned Javier because every year. Once I start getting into it, I am shooting him names. And what about this guy? Exactly. <laughs> so I start doing that. I start sending him screenshots of guys I'm writing down and uh, he'll send me uh, text messages of guys I need to watch film on. So that that's about to happen within the next day or two. I'm finally settled in a little bit. February, I was, do you know, fun fact, this is a family thing here. In the month of February, I did not spend one weekend at my house. I was in a hotel every weekend the month You're of rich. February. No, no, I'm not. Well, no, I didn't say that's not what I mean. No, no, no. We had travel volleyball, family get together in Tennessee, and it, it had been wild. So I'm like finally settling in and things are like slowing down. It has been crazy. Um, but the draft is, I'm, I'm starting to get pretty excited about it to see some of these options. So yeah, uh, shout out to Ben in the comments. I am very pissed we have no shot at Jermaine Johnson. 
I got to meet him at the senior bowl. <laughs> Florida state pass rusher transfer from Georgia, probably the best pass rusher in the class. He's better than Thibodeau. He's better than Aiden Hutchinson. That's my hot take. Whatever you can take it however you want, but <laughs> that guy's really fucking good. Um, so we're going to kind of stick to the script here. I want to get to some of these questions too as well, but yeah. the next thing, um, the other big news recently, the Niners hired Brian Greasy as their quarterback coach. I am not opposed. I don't hate it. I don't think it's a bad idea. This is not me being a homer. This is me being someone thinking it through logically. Who's better to teach a quarterback how to be a quarterback than a former quarterback? Right. Who is familiar with Mike and Kyle. Now, is he familiar with the current offensive structure? No, but has anything changed really with defenses? Cover two, cover three, cover four, cover six. Most of that stuff is maintained the same, right? It's just a matter of understanding those matchups. Like, hey, don't test this safety, right? Or, hey, don't fuck with that corner too much. <laughs> like Those type of things. You know what I'm saying? What do you think yeah. of the hire? I was just in this complete neutral stance behind it. I wasn't mad about it. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't elated. Anytime I, I, I hear Brian Greasy's name, I just, I, like I might smile a little bit and, and they, they hired him. Like, I, I think, like you said, his experience will bode well in terms of having the conversation, especially with a young quarterback, you know, now it's somebody uh, that he can look uh, at least look to and say like, Hey, you were in the league, you were doing this. Like, okay, I can, I can take your word for it. Um, and, and there are things he's going to be able to, to be able to relate to him from a player to player standpoint, you know, from a relatability standpoint, I should say, but in terms of, you know, what he can do as a coach, I, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure what he brings from a straight um, coaching standpoint and we'll see, but sometimes, you know, the, the players that weren't necessarily the best when they were playing are hell of a, you know, good coaches where they're able to find ways to communicate with people and at that quarterback position. I mean, it's, it's really important that somebody, and we know Kyle's going to be in Trey's ear. Right. So that's why I'm not overly concerned about it. And it's because at the end of the day, Kyle is going to be in Trey's ear and watching film. And this is what you need to look at. And this is what you need to do. And Brian Greasy might be there. And Brian Greasy is going to have his own role. And we'll see what that looks like. But at the end of the day, it's Kyle's show. And Kyle will make sure Trey is ready to go every Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, part of it is, um, can can Brian help mentally prepare Trey? Yeah, I think the answer is yes, and I, I think that's what it all comes down to. Because like, I think some people have um, this weird thing about the quarterback coach, right? Quarterback coach is not there to reteach his throwing motion. He's there to like uh, can't tame me in the comments. And Brian Grease is a good hire as a mentor slash coach. He's not a mechanics coach. That's what Trey is doing right now at three D QB, working on his mechanics, working on his footwork, working on his release. What Brian has to do is work on the weekly game plan, right? Work yep. on learning coverages, work on, hey, when you see this, make this check, making sure Trey knows what to do mentally on the field. So that's what that is. Um, and, you know, and I, I think Chris B here said it best. I trust Kyle. He ain't just hiring a bum to mentor his, his handpicked QB, right? 
he has some faith in this guy. And I think Kyle has a pretty good track record of his head, of his coaching staff getting jobs elsewhere. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of Nick Scangarello. Part of the reason why I think John Middlecoff said it best. People didn't like the guy in Denver. People thought he sucked in Philadelphia. <laughs> to be honest with you, who, who got better under Scangarello in San Francisco? Not one, mm-hmm. not one. So to me, it doesn't, to me, this seems like an upgrade. So, yeah. And I agree. I trust Kyle. I see the devil's advocate side where people are like, Absolutely. Hey, well you hire people, you know, and are you hiring? Yes, men? Are you hiring, you know, people that are only like-minded and, and it's those kind of things that can get very interesting when you have a history of hiring either past people you have worked with in the past, you know, it, it can get, it can get a little, a little weird in that sense, but I don't mind it at all because like I said, it, he will be able to relate to him in a way that a lot of coaches might not be able to. And then at the same time, he still has Kyle. And so yeah. it, it's going it, it, to, it'll work. Like he's out. got Anthony Lynn. Like he has other guys around him, right? Like, yeah, so like, I'm excited about it. plenty Lynn. of good things here. Um, so I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be too judgmental on it. I'm not too excited, but I'm not, like, yeah. Oh shit! You know, right in the middle. I, I didn't feel a certain way at yeah. all. When I- Not everything re- requires a humongous uh, reaction, right? <laughs> um, so there's exactly. that. Now, the biggest news today, though, in San Francisco, Nate Sudfeld, bro. Come on, two milli. Is he QB two or QB one? <sighs> quarterback controversy. I don't know. That's me, bro. I think so. I at think two so. milli. At two milli. Wait. <laughs> You watch it. Watch out, man. I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait till he throws that touchdown bag, in preseason, man. Wait till he throws that touchdown in the preseason. Sudfeld, baby. Um, so it's not the biggest news in San Francisco. I'm fucking around. But um, I mean, considering a day like today where it was like Khalil Mack and then yeah, you know, Russell Wilson yesterday and then it was Nate Sudfeld. I got out of uh, coaching my daughter and. You know, that's as I start looking through and I just keep refreshing my yeah. Twitter and I keep going through and I'm like, no, all right, nothing, nothing yet. Just <laughs> the um, the Nate Sudfeld hiring to me signals that we're getting close to a Jimmy Garoppolo trade. So where's Jimmy going, Fern? What do you think? Chat, chime in as well. What do, what do you think? I think it's I think it's the the usual suspects, the ones that everybody in the media are talking about. I, I don't I don't know who would and maybe maybe you might know who a dark horse might be like who would what what dark horse team might like slide in there and kind of try and snag Jimmy. But, um, you know, I don't care what a guy like Colin Coward says and about him making no sense on the Colts. I don't necessarily agree with that, um, but. I do think Indy makes at this point, I think Indy makes the most sense and, and we'll see. Great. I mean, the Toronto, okay, yes, yes. The, uh, what was it? The, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders were like, what, like, let's go Canadian football. <laughs> this, is, this is the best one. Who cares? Gustavo. <laughs> I mean, they, they got to move. It, they, I think Javi said this to me earlier. It's like, you just got to take what you can get and move on. Like that's, that's where it is. I mean, I don't necessarily, I just don't, I, I don't really want him to be a saint. Like I, I just, that's my own personal uh, 
feelings towards it. Perk, Dark Horse Steelers. Is that a Dark Horse, though? Because I feel like we've been talking about the Steelers. Like, I I think that's like that's an option, but they have been quiet about it. So potentially. Yeah. Um, but Indy Pittsburgh, exactly. Those are the two that I, I think make the most sense uh, for him. But I also think that uh, moving forward with Jimmy Garoppolo, it'll be it'll be interesting because I know the Niners want to do right by him. I know that's the case, and I know they want to make sure that he feels comfortable. But the whole Saints ordeal thing that, that I don't I don't like that at all. Like, I mean, what do you what do you th- is that? I, I I heard I saw in the chat there, you know, money is an issue there with the Saints, but yeah, Saints are uh, thirty three million dollars over the cap, so the Saints do not make any sense. Um, can they get under the cap by Wednesday? What are you gonna do? You gotta cut your whole fucking team. Yeah. So who knows? Um, for your honest throwback, there's a question there. We'll get to it here in a second. I don't I'm not I don't want you to think we're ignoring you. Um but with the Jimmy thing, to me, look, Jordan Elliott, shout out to them, Jason Aponte, Brad Graham are all at the combine, right? So obviously we all know that I talked to them quite a bit. The conversation in Indy was that Wentz was a goner. We saw Wentz get traded. Right. The other part of the conversation was that Ursa wants a leader, a different type of leader. Now, Fernando, you're in, you're in Pennsylvania. I'm from Pennsylvania. We have plenty of Eagle fans, friends. We know people who follow the Eagles strongly. <sighs> every Zoom man, meeting, bro. Every move. Carson Wentz basically an asshole in Philadelphia after the Foles Super Bowl. Right. Things yeah. went south after the Foles Super Bowl, and mentally he kind of checked out. Mentally he was, you know, just kind of an asshole and the sense of entitlement for him, right. Was a big deal. So that, that soured in Philadelphia quickly. So you see him get traded. Apparently he gets to Indianapolis. Same shit kind of happens. Sense of entitlement. Yeah. Just thinks his shit don't stink, et cetera, et cetera. Didn't sit well with Ursay apparently. Now does Frank Reich like him? Maybe, but Ursay's the boss. Ursay said, fuck this guy, ship him out. Right. <laughs> so the other leader would be, I know I keep seeing the Derek Carr thing. I don't think Derek Carr's leaving. I think I believe Josh McDaniels when he says Derek Carr is their starter in uh, in Las Vegas. I think they'll do it for one more year. He should be. He should be. I mean, <laughs> what, what else is the guy supposed to do? I mean, that place was in shambles. Yeah. Organizationally, like to have that kind of stability at quarterback, considering the organization, like they would be. I, I think they would be stupid because. Nothing about his play necessarily would make you like, how are you getting better? Like, how are we getting better? We link it in Vegas for the job. That would be. I'm trying. My wife. That That's uh, I don't even know what I'd have to actually give my wife to, to let me go to Vegas. Another child. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, no, that's no, no problem. Done. <laughs> Book the ticket. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why they would be so eager. Cause I, I know at one point initially with Gruden, that was like a big conversation it was Derek Carr and him, them moving off of Derek Carr. But after this season, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be quick to get rid of him at all. Like whatsoever. I like Carr quite a bit. Yeah. I would keep Carr. Um, do I think to me, like, I think somebody said it best a couple weeks ago, like, 
they're they're like at the same tier of mediocrity. Like maybe Carr's like one step ahead of Jimmy, or Cousins like a step ahead of Carr. You know what I mean? Like you're in that same fucking tier. So it is what it is. So if Jimmy's the guy that they want to go get, absolutely by all means do it. Um, yeah. The other team with Pittsburgh, again, we're from Pennsylvania. Like 49ers fans get mad at the media asking any type of question to Jimmy Garoppolo. Has anyone tuned into a Pittsburgh press conference? Like they're tougher than than what the, the Niners beat writers have to do or, or asking. Um, there's higher expectations in Pittsburgh, right? They've been a team that hasn't had a losing season in what fifteen years? Yeah, right. Shit like that. So that that shit matters. Um, Indy makes a whole bunch of sense, right? They just Jimmy's pretty Jimmy's clean cut, straightforward. Uh, players like to play for him because he's he's just a guy's guy, and I, I think I think it makes too much sense to put him there, right? Because mm-hmm. We all know Frank Reich. Yes, he likes to stretch the field, but he also likes the intermediate stuff. Like we saw that in Philadelphia when he was the offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, whatever his title was in Philly. The Eagles used to mesh route the death out of everybody, right? And if you have that ability to get a lot of yak, which is what they did, even in Indy this past year, um, that, that's going to fit Jimmy Garoppolo's play style, right? They have a good offensive line. Defense is probably top 15. Um some decent weapons. You obviously have one of the best running backs in football, Jonathan Taylor. He's close to his family, right? They're from Illinois, Indianapolis, not that far. It makes too much sense. And it's something hopefully um, now what I've heard, and I'll just say it again, you know, I don't know who's where he's going, but I had heard about a day ago that this deal was probably going to get done in the next 48 hours. I was told a couple of weeks prior at the senior bowl, that March 10th, which is today, something would have happened. Now, it's March 10th. It was yesterday. Oh, is it? Is it? Oh, it's, it's March 11th. March 10th. It's March 11th for me. Oh, yeah. you know, and I've learned my lesson from the from the from the uh, Stafford thing that you know things don't opt don't go as way you've been told. So, uh, but I, I think we're very very close with the Sudfeld signing. You have to believe that this Jimmy Garoppolo deal is going to get done. Within the next, within this weekend, I would expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be traded by Monday. Question though, so is is that is that the backup you want for a no, guy like Trey Lance? Like, like you know what I mean? Like in my like, I like Nate, but that I'm thinking rather, like like Exactly. But then, you you know, you start to think and you, you really break it down and you're like, OK, well, I get we've got to spend money other places. But. What happens? Right. I mean, we've been in that position as 49er fans. We've seen our quarterback go down. And no team is, you know, most teams aren't capable to lose their starting quarterback and just continue to, to move forward, you know, like nothing's happened. But the part of me, as much as I like Nate, is like, I wish there was a more, I wish there was a backup with a similar style where this offense could could continue at least for a few games. And I'm not saying Nate can't go in there and, and take care of business and execute, but in terms of just the stylistic approach that the 49ers are going to probably go at this year, it's just, to me, it's an interesting, if that is QB2. Yeah. I hope not. Like I'd rather have Mary or Tyrod or something like that. Yeah. And I just saw someone mentioned uh, about Brian Schneider. Yeah, that was a question. Four so throwback. Sorry about that. 
Um, <laughs> a crispy real quick. I, mean, I don't don't care about sources. Where does Jimmy end up? Uh, I think in, I think it's Indy. I think it's gonna and be eighty four hundred going with him. I hope. Yeah, yeah. I hope so too. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the question was, um, what our thoughts are on Brian Snyder, yeah. the new special teams uh, coordinator? I think, I, it's an up- I think it's an upgrade. It's got to be an upgrade. I mean, it could, <laughs> couldn't be, could be worse. Like, yeah. and look, we talked a lot of shit about special teams, and then towards the end of the season, they came up big, right? So we, I mean, we talked a lot of shit and how abysmal and how disgust, like, awful, awful, awful the special teams were. Yeah. So it's definitely an upgrade. Like, I, I mean, you had to make a move, like you had to do something. And if they had done nothing, I would have been so confused. Like you, you kind of felt something, a change needed to happen. And here they are. And now they get a, a veteran special teams coordinator. And hopefully, hopefully it clicks. Hopefully somehow we can get some dogs out there and can continue to make things happen. Um, but it can't be worse. So like, that's my, like my truthful thought is it truthfully can't be worse than what we experienced for most of the season last year from a special team standpoint. So yeah, hopefully that veteran leadership and and we can, you know, attention to detail type of things that we can execute and maybe make some things happen on special teams the way, you know, we kind of did towards the end of that season. So We'll see. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel. I just know it can't be worse than what we had. So yeah, this is a wait and see type of thing, right? Like yeah, with the Seahawks, like the Niners, when the Niners were with Harbaugh, like the Seahawks had a lot of their starters playing special teams. Do the Niners want to go that route to help their special teams? Right? Do they want to put a Jimmy Ward out there? Do they want to put fucking Dre Greenlaw and Aziz and those guys out there on kick return? I don't know. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can't be worse. It just it can't be this worse. Is what I mean, it's just it's, it's so hopefully going, if the Niners go from fucking thirtieth to twenty, <laughs> awesome, fucking great, great. I just Absolutely. want a kick returner, bro. That's it. Like that's kick, literally like, all. I, I just give me a kick returner. Like I would, I would send a fifth round pick for Miles Boykin. Like just have him kick return for me. Love it. Like that would be the way to go. I love it. Give me um, a kick returner and 49ers throwback. Hook me up with some Hershey pie. It's from Burger King because those shits are fire. They are. They're, they're pretty fire. Yeah. That's just a random take, but I appreciate it because I thought maybe I was the only one that every time I went to Burger King, I always grabbed a Hershey pie. Well, I, I thought I was the only one. I haven't had Burger King in like five years. Part of it is I don't partially. go often to Burger King, but when it's I do, not, I get a Hershey pie. Oh really? There's no around here. Like seriously, it's like McDonald's. And I have Whataburger. Whataburger is trash too, by the way. I've never even it's heard of Whataburger. It's just, you know, yeah, it's trash. 2022, the year of the fair catches. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> these Teddy Ginn memories can only last so long. Absolutely. Yep. Um, yep. Give me a kick returner, please. Like somebody who maybe sort of scares people, like a little, like. Yeah. Go get it. Like, give me a, like, take a chance. Um, we'll take a couple more questions before we get out of here. Probably do another 10, 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, Ben, Whataburger is trash and expensive. It's overpriced. Wait, it's expensive and garbage? That doesn't yeah, even make well, like, sense. At least like... Like for a double cheeseburger and fries is like 11 bucks. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. 
and the fries are usually ass cheeks. So it's like, Mm-mm. whatever. Although, yeah, since we're talking about fast food, I honestly Wait. took my wife a Chick Fil A. Oh man, that's a bad take, Ben. That's a really bad take. I'm in Texas with Chick Fil A. There's a chicken spot here that's better than Chick Fil A. It's called Fly Right. Google it, and then be like, okay, Javier, you're right. But yeah, yeah Chick Fil A's nuggets are oh man. Yeah, but but I took my kids and my wife. They wanted to to grab McDonald's real fast, mm-hmm. and I'm not lying. Like I ordered for my seven year old, my sixteen year old, and my wife, mm-hmm. and. It was over $30 for fucking McDonald's. All I kept thinking was like, I could have sat down at a restaurant. Yeah, I would have spent more because I, you know, I, I didn't eat yet. Actually, you know, so I honestly only ordered for my two kids. And then I, but I'm like, I could have sat down. I could have spent $60 and had like a meal, like, like a nice meal somewhere instead of $30 for a happy meal and fries and a shake like wild. But anyway, we'll get out of decent. Yeah, we don't we don't I I love fast food. I eat like trash and so sorry. I'm trying to eat better. I've been I'm always thinking. I've been on like this water. This ice Icelandic glacial water, I don't know. I feel like Bobby Boucher, it's like High quality right. H2O and shit. Viking. The Puerto Rican yeah. Viking over here. Um his Icelandic water. <laughs> I don't know, man. Whatever. I, I, I gotta splurge somewhere. My gas is killing me. Everyone, I have my truck. Dude, oh bro. Do you remember when I posted about gas? Yes. And I like texted you and I was like, yo, I cannot believe. The things are right, fly right does look way better. Damn. All right. Well, I don't know what fly right is. So when I come visit you, uh, yep, you'll have absolutely. to see. Yep. But I posted about it and then all the West Coast 49er fans just shit on me. Like, oh, it's 370 where you're at. Well, it's five dollars here. Or it's th-. like I was like, damn, I'm in Pennsylvania. I mean, it's all relative a little bit, right? Like. I would think it's kind of relative. Like if yeah. you're making San Francisco money and your gas is more expensive. Like, I don't know, but let's not, I won't get into that. But I told my wife just a couple days ago, it is now well over $4 here, like four forty, four fifty, mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, just a month ago, maybe less than a month ago, it was three set. Like, I don't even want to get started on gas, man. That that is not cool. And you, your ass drives a truck. And I know Texas is usually a lot cheaper, but it was welcome to reality, bro. Welcome to reality. That's gonna be like fuck you, Javi. But it was three sixty nine yesterday morning before I went to work. I went to fill up the tank after work. It was four oh nine. It went up literally fucking fifty cents. In 12 hours. And then I have a 31 gallon tank. You do the math. It's like 125 bucks to fill the truck. So. E. Hey, let's, let's here. Talk about, about, what is it? What report? report? I'll look it up. What's the report? Oh, that the Niners aren't in a rush to trade Jimmy. Probably not. I don't blame them for not being in a rush. You know, I said earlier to you, Javi, that my biggest my biggest thing about 
the Jimmy trade and the timing and how it works out is I, 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 I didn't like John Lynch saying that, uh, you know, that they've got a plan in place essentially where they can. Oh, the Matt Mayoko. Yeah, yeah. Where they can pay Jimmy. And that bothered the fuck out of me. Like, I'm like, stop lying. Like, stop it. Because there's no way in hell you want to pay Jimmy again. Like, no way. So, so no front office is going to believe you that you're content with just having Jimmy run it back. Nor does Jimmy want to run it back. I'm almost certain but at this point, like that would be wild. So don't say that, that you're, you've got that plan in place to, uh, to run it back with Jimmy. If, if the need be frankly, get what you can get and, and turn like move on, like get it done, be done with it and see you later. Don't play hardball because in my opinion, the longer you wait, the more teams are going to, you know, they're going to try and play you. The more teams are going to be like, oh, yeah, you really want to pay that money, huh? Okay, so let's just hold out. We'll wait before we, we'll wait before we sign anything because you want to pay that money, right? So we'll, we'll hold off. And I think the, eventually, like, you know, I think it could back yourself into a corner where then you're just like at a point where you're like, oh, shit, what do we do now? Because we really don't want to pay this guy. It is, it is absolutely wild because every day that we wait, the weirder and weirder this is going to be. The the leverage is an interesting situation. Who has leverage? Who doesn't? And Darren mentioned Jimmy and his agent finesse the Niners. I, I, don't, I don't know necessarily about finesse the Niners, but they're, they're in a decent spot, man, where, I mean – the Niners are trying to do right by him. The Niners are also trying to get this done, get the money off the books. And the entire National Football League knows that the Niners truthfully can't afford to keep him on the team. It is not the best situation. So when I hear people talk about, you know, what kind of pick we could get or this, like, just get anything and just be done. And even if you lose in it, even if it's not great, like just fucking be done with it and just be like, yeah, we, I mean, we probably should have did it last year, but we didn't like be done with it. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the Niners are kind of blindsided by the surgery thing. I think Jimmy wanted to get a release. I think Jimmy wanted to tank some of his value. I think he wanted to control where he was going to go um, with that stuff. So, you know, Joe Staley brought it up uh, on KMBR. Uh, I think I have the, I can probably play it for everybody if 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 anyone hasn't heard it yet. Um, let me pull it up here. It's the beauty about having a uh, soundboard. I can just pull shit up and then things can play. Give me a second. Yeah, I'm gonna play it. They didn't even play well in those games. Um, and I think Jimmy's playing right now a little bit of the business game. You know, they drafted a quarterback last year, third overall. I know Jimmy's a great guy and didn't make anything public and is not going to split the team up in any way in any capacity. But it probably felt him, you know, felt a certain way to him that they would draft a guy to take over his role. And so I think he's a little bit upset with that business aspect of it. And I think the timing of his surgery right now is a little bit of a business aspect to it, saying like, all right, you're going to try to trade me? Well, I don't want to get traded, so I'm going to kind of maybe diminish my trade value a little bit um, with this uh, timing of the shoulder surgery. I think personally that they should 
I think he went on to say, I think they should just trade him. Like, just kind of get what you can get and go. Yeah. And this is kind of what I've been, this is what I've been saying the entire time. Like, you could have got what you could have got last year, right? Just take it and move on. Um, right. So it's, it's, it's really, it's a really weird spot. Like, I, I, uh, I made a suggestion on Twitter today, tonight about, you know, with the Sudfeld thing, I, I think it's going to be Indy and I think it's going to be, you know, I think it might be pick 42 and, and a 2023rd, 2023 fourth round pick. Like, I think that's a pretty good value. Like if the Niners can get that, you take that and run, right? Even the, the second round pick, that's 42. Like that's a really high pick for a guy that, that yeah. to be quite honest, like he's not that good. Like, it's just, it is what it is. And I, I think I'm here with AG Fox. I don't give a fuck about the compensation at this point. To me, you won the trade. Exactly. The Niners won the trade when they went to two NFC championship games and a Super Bowl appearance. Right. You won the initial trade from the Patriots. It is five year, 10 year. Like, correct. That's, that is, that, that's a win. And the money off the books is a win. Exactly. Like, done deal. Said it best. He's like, Jimmy is more valuable to this team off the team now. Yeah. Yeah. And frankly, Look, I, I like Peter, right? Peter Schrager. Like, I, I I like him. And him mentioning that, you know, they want to see the best offer possible and they don't want to move off because, you know, they also want to make sure that he gets to the place, you know, like to the right place. Look, there's only so much you can do. And the 49ers... If they get the right offer, they're, they'll move on it in a heartbeat. And frankly, we're at a point where I do think the 49ers just need to move off of it in general. But I do think slightly a part of it is, hey, you know, we want to we want to give Jimmy, you know, we want that win-win scenario. Like we want to make Jimmy happy and send him where he wants, but then we want to get the pick that we want. But I, I if it comes down to it, the 49ers, if like if they get the right offer from a team that even Jimmy like, there's no way they're just gonna hold out and hold out until Jimmy's happy and they're happy. Because frankly, I don't think that's I think the only perfect scenario is an, an Indy or maybe a Pittsburgh. Yeah. Where he would be happy there. He'd be on a team that can go out there and compete. Outside of that, I don't see from a compensate like what else could you be happy? And what would the Niners actually truthfully want for them? Unless they're delirious, like yeah. take, take the pick. If you're getting in the forties, take it and run that, that needs to be done. Signed, signed, sealed, delivered. See you later. Have fun wherever that is and, and be done with it because yeah. you can't play. You cannot play this game because I said it last year and I'll say it again this year. In business, leverage is everything, and the entire league knows where you're at. So don't yeah. get it twisted. You need to make the move and and deal with it because you did go to two NFC championships, and you went to a Super Bowl, and you did that with this guy, and you moved up, and you got the heir apparent who looks like he's, you know, the hopefully, fingers crossed, our quarterback for the foreseeable future. Yeah, Mr. Leakin, Leakin Vids. Um, so hopefully he is this guy and he's out there rifling balls all over the field and he's our quarterback for, I don't know, 
how long would you like a decade? I would love that. I'd love to not think about a quarterback for it for 10 years because we've been thinking about a quarterback quite a bit for the past decade. So I need this to happen. I need it to be done. I need people to stop the, I need the organization to just get it done and over with and move on. If Indianapolis wants him great, but at the end of the day, it's a business move. So we want to make you happy, but if it's a matter of us getting what we want and we don't make you as happy as we'd like, fine. So be it. See you later. And that's how it has to be. And I think, uh, Emmanuel, here's to the best. I trust John and Kyle to get the Jimmy, get to get Jimmy the best value for the team. I, I think that's what they're trying to work on as hard as they can. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the hope. So hopefully they get it done. Um, sorry guys. I had to put up the uh, porn on the, on the screen, my fault. Um, but yeah, Trey Lance should hopefully be the next for the, he's the guy for the next 10, 15 years, you know, baby steps here. Let's go with, let's get back to back winning seasons. So you have a 10 and seven this year and let's get 10 more wins this year. Let's do that first. Right. And then yeah. go from there. Um, so it was fun to be back tonight for him. We, I said, we do an hour about an hour 15 in. Um, oh, I'm so happy. So we're going to get, we'll get back to it. Let's do some uh, mock draft next week. Yes. Can let's we? do that. And I'm working on getting some prospects on for you guys as well. It's just been a hectic, everything's kind of back to normal last year. COVID took away a lot of things. So it made it a lot easier for these players to hop on the show. Um, but we'll do our best to get you some guys. Um, I'm really trying to get Nick Cross and Khalil Shakir on because those guys have had some conversations with the Niners as far as their prospects. Um, and then a um, Alante Taylor, the other corner from Tennessee, who's been mocked to the Niners quite a bit um, there. But as always, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, I'm Javi. That is Fern. As always, follow us on Twitter at HavierVeg underscore. Follow my guy Fernando here at dz0880 and then we'll be back next week we'll do some mock draft we'll go over some con we'll go over some stuff if there is a jimmy garoppolo trade we might hop on and do a emergency pod but what is what it's already been said has already been said there's not much left to talk about i have a quick question for you Javi. i have a quick question so when this all gets done and trey ends up being the starter Mm -hmm. do you think uh the twitter conversations about trey week in and week out will be similar to jimmy this past no, year, they shouldn't be all divisive, and no. it was it was like talking about religion and politics on first dates. Like it, that's how, that's how I felt. Jimmy conversations were on on social media no, this year. I don't you, think, you don't so. think I so. Think, you think we're done with that? Everyone's think, all in. Give it two years. <laughs> two years. Two all years. right. Two years. Um, but yeah, everyone stay safe out there, man. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Have a good night. Peace. <laughs>